0: you're listening to purposeful woman podcast I'm your host Yolanda Postel and I'm here to encourage you to be bold step out on faith and be the amazing woman God has called you to be let's get into this episode this is Yolanda Postel and welcome to another episode of purposeful woman I'm so glad you were able to join me today. My question for you today is, are you thriving or are you surviving? We hear so many stories of survival, those that have been through horrific circumstances or family situations that have left them devastated and they were able to rebuild. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, are you alive? Are you really living life or are you simply existing? Because there is a difference. Are you just going through the motions and just trying to make it day to day, but feel like you're just stuck? Are you just functioning and barely making it through? If that's you, then you're just surviving. And to break it down even further, surviving just means to just exist, to just, to just live. But you don't want to just exist. You don't want to just be. You want to thrive. You want to grow. You want to be the best version of you that God has called you to be. You want to progress. You want to move forward despite obstacles or different circumstances that come your way. You want to know that you are moving forward in your life because. God did not put you on this earth just to merely survive. He came to give you an abundant life. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the enemy comes in and tries to knock you off your path and get you off track when it comes to the things that God has called you to do. But when you get back on the right path, when you get back into the will of God and what he has called you to do in this life, then you will begin to thrive once again. Don't you want that abundant life? Don't you want that? life that you see for yourself when it comes to living abundantly of course the first thing we all think of is prosperity everybody wants to prosper the thing is prosperity is not just about money anytime we hear that word i admit money seems to be the first thing that comes to mind but Prospering is more than that. It's to make progress, to advance, to be profitable. And prosperity is quietness, ease, and abundance. Now, these are the biblical definitions of prosperity and prosper. It's living a life that is content, healthy, and whole. That is abundant living, to have peace, to grow, to thrive, to help others. And it has nothing to do with cash in your wallet. Being content is not about being happy. I know it may sound crazy, but when you think about it, there's times when happiness fluctuates. You may get um, some check in the mail. You might get a bonus. Ooh, that's going to make you happy. You get a new outfit. It makes you happy and smile. You, maybe you've had a great encounter with a friend. You're happy. But then there are moments in your life where things don't go so well. They don't go according to plan. You've had an argument. You've had a bad circumstance or situation that arose. And that happiness, that state of happiness is not there for the moment. So happiness fluctuates. But contentment is something that is there continually. It's being at peace with every state of your life. Philippians 4 and 11 says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Because contentment, it is with you regardless of whether you're rich or poor, whether you are married or single, whether <laughs> you are amongst friends or alone. The ability to be content is a daily thing. It's being able to be at peace, even when you're sitting alone. And to know that regardless of what your circumstance is, that you have what you need. I was listening to this gentleman and he was, I can't remember what his name is, Uh, but the first phase of his life was when he was young. He He said he really didn't have a lot at all. He was living in some dumpy apartment, hanging out with some guys um, in the neighborhood and they were laughing and talking and having a great time. And he said he was not in the best position financially, but he looked at who was around him and he looked at what he had And he was content because he was happy in the moment, but he was also content because he had what he needed. He didn't have everything he wanted, but what he needed. And later on, he became rich, millionaire status, but he never forgot the days when he didn't have anything at all. And so being content goes beyond financial. It really is the state of your mind and your spirit. So how do we move from surviving to thriving? Peace of mind is needed to thrive. And I believe that peace, that perfect peace, comes when you place God at the center of your life. Isaiah 26 and three says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So there is a state of peace that you can have, that God can give you peace in the midst of terrible circumstances, peace in the midst of beautiful circumstances. Peace in the midst of the unexpected. I shared in very early podcasts how my husband had been diagnosed with cancer. Three different times. But (laughs) each situation that he went through, God was able to give me peace throughout the entire time. My mind could have wandered all over the place. I could have fallen apart easily. I could have just thought that things would be over, but God gave me strength and he gave me peace. So in the midst of what looked like what was going to be a terrible situation, I was able to still thrive in the midst of that. My husband made it through absolutely fine, but it's an example of having peace, peace that you would not expect peace that you know is beyond you. So in order to thrive, peace of mind is absolutely essential. And to move from thriving to surviving, you gotta watch the company you keep. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And you can have people around you that push you in the right direction, that encourage you, that tell you the truth about yourself, and that they let you know, hey, I, I'm, I got you, I'm here. And they mean it. They really mean it. But then you have those that can really throw you off your game. They come around with drama all the time. They always have something that's about them. Rarely. Does anything come up about you, how you are, how you're doing? There's always some situation, some emergency that you've got to run to. Or maybe the person is just gets into trouble. Maybe they lack integrity. They're dishonest. You you notice that they handle things in a dishonest way. So those things will eventually rub off on you because if you're willing to accept it and if you're willing to accept that behavior around you, eventually you're not going to think anything about it. And you might find yourself picking up those same negative habits. And that's not what you want. You don't want to have a lack Of integrity or have those bad habits corrupt your good manners? Because the one thing that we have that people can't take away is our name. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? When people say your name, what do you think goes through their mind? Do you think they're happy when they say your name? Do you think they pause and frown when you say your name? You can't replace a good name. So don't let others pull your name down. Don't allow others to influence you to the point where your name is mud, as they say, (laughs) because... You've made a series of wrong decisions that now have put you and your reputation in negative light. You want to thrive. You want your name to thrive. You want your name to be spoken in circles and people smile, they nod, that they want to know that how they can get in touch with you, how they can make you a part of their team. You only have one reputation. And moving from surviving to thriving, it can require you to face your fears. We all have something that we didn't think we could overcome. What is something for you that has held you back, that you've allowed to hold you back? Because you were just too scared. Maybe. It has nothing to do with other people. It's just lack of confidence. You don't think you could do it. You don't think you have what it takes. You don't think that you're the right person. But how will you know if you never step out and try? If you're merely surviving in the role that you're in, then it's time to change it. I know that there's something in your heart, there's something in your mind that you can't shake, that you know that you are supposed to be doing and you're hiding from it, you're running from it, you're hoping maybe the thoughts will go away. But until you act on it, until you do what you know you are being called to do, it won't go away. You won't have peace of mind. You can run away from it because of your fears, but eventually you're going to have to face it. Now, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So when you feel that fear creeping up, Begin to say to yourself, God has not given me the spirit of fear. I don't walk in fear. I don't move in fear. I don't operate in fear. Begin to speak that scripture over your life and declare that God has given you the victory over fear because he has. Fear should never be the reason that you don't progress in life. And there are so many people that are living beneath their calling, beneath what they can do because of fear, because life maybe dealt them a bad hand, and so they stop. If that person is you, I want to encourage you today to get up and to get back on the path that you were on. The path towards working if you were trying to get your degree, or if you were trying to get into a new field, trying to learn a new skill, get back on the right path. You have what it takes. If it's that thing inside you that you can't shake, that you can't let it go, no matter how hard you try, then it's time for you to start. Stop merely surviving in a role that is not created for you. Stop trying to be that square peg trying to fit into a round hole. Some places you're not meant to fit. And I know what it feels like to not fit everywhere. Of course, I mean, I I have a very social side of me, but in my younger years, I didn't always fit in. And even now I don't always fit in. And you know what? That's absolutely fine with me because I'm not meant to be for everybody. I'm not meant to be in everybody's circle. That's fine. I'm absolutely at peace with it. And so whoever you are meant to talk to or whoever you are meant to influence in life, that person that you are called to, they'll be there to listen. So face your fear. Get up from that place of stagnancy. Get up from that dark corner of fear and begin to operate in faith. I believe that many are stagnant because when we try to do things our own way instead of God's way, it can actually make our route, our progress of what we are trying to do or what we think we should do a little longer. Sometimes we're stagnant because we are not doing what God has called us to do. I believe it's Tiffany Montgomery that said that delayed obedience is disobedience. I have to completely agree. And how many times have you found yourself repeating a cycle in life, just going in the same circles and you're Just stagnant. You're not going anywhere. You're just surviving in this hamster wheel. And you keep asking yourself, How did I get here again? How did I get here? I can't believe I'm in this situation again. Did you ever stop to wonder if maybe that's God's way of trying to get your attention? That you are repeating the same cycle over and over again because there's a lesson that He wants you to learn? If you find yourself in that situation of repeat cycles, then open your ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. Pray and ask God for wisdom. And many times we find ourselves in these repeat cycles because our eyes are just closed to ourselves. I find that when I look back at certain situations in my past where I was going through repeat cycles, it was because I wasn't honest with myself. I wanted to look at myself as the victim in the situation. I had to step back and be honest, take a true look at me. I spent time praying, and I still do, of course, really getting in the Bible to to just hear and see what the Lord was saying. And I began to see myself. I began to see the areas of disobedience in my life. I began to see the areas where I was lying to me where I was lying to myself about how a certain situation went because I was making myself the victim. And I failed to acknowledge the way that I hurt someone, the way that I behaved that wasn't the best, the words I said, all of those things add up. So if you find yourself in a cycle yet again, you've got to do the work to get out of that cycle and onto the right path. It's not pretty sometimes to take a look at yourself the way you are. And when And when you do, when God pulls the shades off your eyes or scales, however you want to say it, it can be a humbling experience to really see yourself, to really see the ugly and ask not only God for forgiveness, but the people around you that you may have hurt. It's not an easy pill to swallow. But if you humble yourself, you will see the the benefits or the rewards. And when you acknowledge those things in your life, you're going to get that cycle broken. And you're going to begin to thrive. 3 John 1 and 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. God doesn't want us to just be here. He's not a cruel God. He's not a vindictive God. He's not one here to just throw you on earth to play games. He really does want you to have an abundant life. He wants you to have a joyous life, a life. To the full. He wants you to be blessed. He wants your families to be blessed. He wants you to be a blessing to others. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to grow. He doesn't merely want you to survive, He wants you to thrive. To thrive, you have to know Him. And you have to know who you are in him. That requires getting in the word of God to understand what he says about you. And to know that you really are precious to him. And he wants to see you thrive like any loving parent that wants to see the best for their children. God wants what's best for you. Every parent wants their child healthy, happy, and whole to see their child grow. And that is all God wants from you. Thriving in your life, thriving in your career, thriving in your business, in your relationships, in your community. He wants to see you thrive. So if you are merely existing, it's time for you to get out of survival mode and start living, start thriving. Identify those areas in your life that need to shift, that need to change. Begin to get in the word of God and find scriptures and begin to renew your mind. And those people that are drama kings and queens and self-centered are those that are not the best company. It's time to trade out those people. And I understand for some of you, you don't want to be lonely and you want to keep that person or those people around. And I've been there where I've had to purge my circle. Because it was just not the right group of people for me. We were no longer walking in the same direction. And so for a while, it was lonely because I was on a new path and their lifestyle. I, I could not, mm, no, I could not allow that around me. So it, there was a period during my growth and my transition where I didn't have a lot of people around. Sure, I still had some family, of course, and um, some core friends that never changed. But I'm talking about you have some people that you just show- socialize with and you you know, go out with and hang. I had to cut that off. But during that time where I was alone, it helped me to see me. So it wasn't a bad thing. And then I was able to make room for the right people. So if you're scared of being alone, don't let that stop you. Clean your house, clean your circle and be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. To obey is better to sacrifice. You can sacrifice your time. You can sacrifice your money. But that may not be it. God wants you to just do his will. And it's not complicated. (laughs) It really isn't. We make it more complicated than it has to be. So I wish above all things that you prosper, that you not just survive, that you thrive. That you flourish in everything you do. That you are content, healthy, and whole. That whatever you touch prospers. Because that is what being a purposeful woman is all about. Well, that concludes this week's podcast. Go to movingtowardspurpose.com to download the free mini guide, Four Steps to Align Your Life with Your Purpose. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Yolanda M. Postel. Be sure to subscribe to Purpose for Women podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose to listen to each episode at your convenience. To hear each new episode dropped weekly, tune in to QueendomGlobalNetwork.com on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 p.m. Eastern. And as you go through your week, be bold, be empowered, break through fear, walk in faith, and allow God to lead and guide you.